Welcome to the Edge Podcast by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey guys, David Gill here and welcome to the Edge Podcast. Today we are talking about a pretty fun topic. We're talking about the fact that Netflix is no longer the new kid on the block and Disney is no longer the undefeatable empire they once were. And Disney, by acquiring Fox and removing all of their content off of Netflix, they have made things perfectly clear. This is a declaration of war. A war for the attention and paid subscriptions of the general public. And your phone, computer, tablet, whatever streaming device you use is the battlefield. Both Disney and Netflix have significant advantages in their own right, which is what makes this fight so fascinating. So let's get into it. You ain't got no money, I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. All right, so I tried to make that intro sound very serious and, and, and dramatic, but uh, let, let's talk about this because this is one of those classic business battles that i'm i'm fairly confident that in 10 10 to 20 years from now uh people will look back to this you know feud that's going on now and reflect on it um this is like the new nike versus adidas right disney is adidas the older giant who has been dominating for a long time and netflix is nike the up-and-comer who has been having massive success to the point where they can now challenge the incumbent this big battle happened back in the kind of late 80s early 90s when disney was or i'm sorry when nike was finally at the level of adidas and then surpassed them ultimately now these days uh, adidas is actually catching up quite a bit but that's a whole different topic but this is the archetypal your idols become your rivals moment right when you've become the very person or company that you once looked to as an example of excellence you look to them as an idol and now they're your rival you're competing with them but the reason i'm really excited to talk about this and see what happens is that everyone in business can learn from this no matter who wins right whether the incumbent wins disney or whether the newcomer wins netflix I think everyone can learn. So first, let's talk about the advantages that each company has in this fight. Let's let's start with Netflix. So one, they have all the momentum, okay? They are moving quickly. They're growing very, very fast. They're the new guy. They're the new one that everyone loves. They have an ever-strengthening brand, right? Netflix went from no one having heard their name before say 10 years ago or a very small group to now Netflix being a complete household name and people talking about Netflix in a in a positive light very rarely do you see people trashing Netflix or saying that they hate Netflix it's not very common like you would hear about a lot of other big companies and they have the world's largest growing subscriber base at least for media i should say uh last year they passed over 110 million paying subscribers that's how many people pay for netflix so they are bringing in huge amounts of revenue and on top of that because of their tremendous growth 
growth and their revenue. They have a practically unlimited amount of investors that are willing to give them money. I mean, if you look at their stock price compared to their actual earnings, you'll see the ridiculous multiple that it's at. They're one of the highest valued companies as far as multiple goes in the world. And they're also one of the highest period. I mean, they're valued in the hundreds of billions. Um, and on top of that, banks are willing to give them low interest loans because they're positive that Netflix will pay them back. So basically, they have a lot of cash money at their disposal, to put it to put it uh, plainly. And they've been using that excess cash effectively. A lot of it is going to fund Netflix originals, which if you look at the Netflix home screen now versus, say, probably yeah five years ago, that is the big difference. Before, they were a distributor who gained customers because they made it easy to access content so that people wouldn't have to rent a DVD or wait for it to be in stock. They just gave you a download. So people paid for Netflix because they could watch a lot of the things that they would already be watching via other methods, but now in a more convenient way than Netflix provided. So that's how they got their original customer base. Customer base. But now people pay for Netflix, yes, still partly for their third-party selection, but mostly for Netflix's original content because distribution is a commodity intellectual property is an asset anyone can basically pay for servers and set up a streaming service and set up a little you know ui interface whatever and set up what netflix is trying to accomplish with originals and all that let's talk about the advantages that disney has well just like netflix as you might imagine uh disney is a massive corporation and they don't really have an issue in the area of funding, believe it or not. I know it's hard to believe that, wow, really? Disney has a lot of money? Yeah, they do. That's why they're able to make these multi-multi-billion dollar acquisitions left and right, like buying Fox, like buying Marvel, like buying Star Wars. The main thing that Disney has is IP, intellectual property. And they have, like, a lot of it, okay? In fact... One interesting thing that I found doing my research for this episode is that last year, 14 of the top most streamed shows on Netflix last year were owned by either Disney or Fox. And well, obviously, as I said, Disney just bought Fox. So that means Netflix can say sayonara to 14 of their top most streamed shows. But Perhaps the even bigger deal of the Fox acquisition is this, Hulu. Hulu right now, or in the past, is nothing but the annoying little ant on Netflix's picnic blanket. You know, the one that's kind of going in looking for little crumbs here and there to eat, and every now and then is going to sting uh, Netflix in the leg, but Netflix, like most big humans do compared to an ant, are going to do what's normal they're going to swat it away and that ant is not going to stand a chance all it's going to be able to do is give it a little sting be a little annoying but do no real damage but that might not be the case anymore see hulu was a joint venture started by nbc universal who brought in disney and fox as partners nbc universal owned 30 percent and then disney and fox were each given 30 percent so 30 30 30 so now because Disney bought Fox, well, 
30 plus 30 is 60. So now Disney owns 60% of Hulu, the controlling share. And because Disney controls Hulu, and even though Hulu is much smaller than Netflix, it's still the number four streaming company in the space. Uh, you, number one is Netflix, then you have HBO and Amazon, and then fourth is Hulu. So it's much smaller, but it's still a top four. It's not It's not nothing. But Hulu would be the only, only platform where you could stream all Disney, Fox, and NBC Universal content. Those are three of the top four media companies in the world right now. And who's the other company that completes the top four? Time Warner. And some of you may have noticed before when I said the ownership split of Hulu was 30 Disney, 30 Fox, 30 NBC. Well, that's 30, 30, 30. That only adds up to 90, right? Yeah, Time Warner owns the other 10%. So Disney now controls a large streaming platform that has the rights to all of the licensing of the content of the world's four largest content and media companies. That's what I call an advantage. So you've got the massive growth new guy of Netflix versus the wise old emperor in Disney. The goal of Netflix is really to become like Disney. They want to create as much intellectual property and unique content as they can because it's a massive asset to have that. One of the reasons why having these things is so important is because, one, these shows and movies, they're very expensive to make. I mean, you can look at the Marvel movie, Star Wars movies budgets. I mean, it costs hundreds of millions of dollars to make these things. And second of all, they're worth a lot because you own the rights. And if you have a big hit like Star Wars, well, that's why George Lucas was able to sell the Star Wars brand, the franchise, for billions because that's what it's worth. So that's why it's so important for companies to make these things. And not to mention, it's really hard to make super valuable IP. So when you do and you have tons of people who want to watch it, then it's super, super valuable. And Disney has a lot of IP, as I said before. Obviously, they own all of the Disney characters, you know, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck, all that. They own Marvel, they own Star Wars, they own Pixar, right? All the Toy Story and all those movies. And now, because they bought Fox, they own The Simpsons, they own all of Seth MacFarlane's adult cartoons like, you know, Family Guy, American Dad, etc. And that's a pretty big deal. Even if you're not a fan of all those things, most people are a fan of at least one of those, if not more than one, of those properties that I just mentioned, and Disney now owns all of them. And most people are a fan of sports, at least some type of sport. They also own, as most people know, ABC and ESPN. Well, ESPN has loads of rights to the NBA and the MLB. And now with Fox, they have even more extended rights to the NFL that go beyond just Monday Night Football. They also have the rights to the World Cup now because Fox had them. I mean, this is a big deal. So Disney's main goal is not to grow their IP rapidly like Netflix Netflix's goal is. Of course, they still want to do that, and they're going to still continue to create new movies and all that, I mean, fun new things, because obviously that's what they do. But they've already been doing that for 70 years. They're very good at that. That's not what their main 
focus on, their main concern on, is they have plenty of IP. They want to increase their distribution and cut out the middleman that is cable companies because it's a win-win for them. They make more money without giving a cut to anyone else, and it's a better customer experience because you can get the stuff you want to watch directly from the source if you're a customer. You can get it directly from the company who makes all of the IP, who makes all of the shows. You don't have to have a cable bundle and subscription and all that. But Disney and Netflix are fighting each other because both want subscription growth. But or I should say, and both have a lot of content to offer. Netflix paid Dave Chappelle, I believe, $40 million to do his Netflix specials. You see all of these comedians doing Netflix specials. Ricky Gervais came with one. Chris Rock came with one. Jerry Seinfeld came with his own show. You have lots of these things going on. You also have tons of their actual shows. One of their most successful was House of Cards. Obviously, with the whole scandal, that kind of franchise has tanked, unfortunately, for Netflix. Uh, but they still have many, many more. And so by creating more and more and more of these valuable IPs, they're giving more of a reason for people to want to pay the 12 to $15 a month or you know whichever plan you choose to get with Netflix to make it worth it. But Disney wants to launch their own streaming service, which they have yet to do. It will be here. I, obviously, I don't know for sure, but... It, analysts are fairly confident confident it will be either by the end of this year 2018 or early 2019 at the latest uh so they're later to the game i mean they're much later to the game but because they own so much ip they probably will be able to get away with it and still get massive subscriptions so in a world where money is finite and people only have so much to spend on entertainment a lot of people are going to have to make the choice between netflix and and Disney. But until that point where Disney comes with their own streaming service, it's a mad dash for Netflix to grow and create as many originals as they can to keep making their customers realize, like I said, that if they don't have Netflix, they will be missing out big time. But in reality, you know, it's not a zero sum game. It's not like one company will win, the other will be out of business. The real truth is that they'll both have huge growth opportunities because people are cutting the cord in droves. There are millions of people who are chomping at the bit to cut the cord, but they don't quite have enough streaming options yet to do so. They want to watch sports, which right now you still pretty much need a TV subscription if you want to watch most sports, or they're in some type of contract that hasn't ended yet. But by 2020, it's pretty fair to guess that once you have the Disney streaming service set up, Netflix will have double the originals they have today at the rate that they're making more stuff. And you'll also have services like YouTube TV, which if you don't know, is basically trying to take all the cable shows and put them on YouTube TV for, a, I believe right now it's a $40 a month subscription. So once you have more and more services like that, you will see a mass exodus of cable and satellite subscriptions people will not need cox or charter or you know comcast or direct tv or dish whatever you have most people will not want to pay for those anymore so this fight between disney and netflix is more of a fight of who will be at the very top rather than who will be out of business because the money might not be coming out of each other's pockets when they grow. The money will be coming out of Comcast and Charter and Cox, as I said. 
But then again, you don't have to worry too much about those big companies either. After all, Comcast owns NBC Universal, so their streaming success could easily make up for the money lost from cord cutters. Many of these massive media companies were sleeping giants a decade ago, but now they've all drinking six cups of coffee, coffee and are wide awake. They're raising their armies and sharpening their swords because the media world is now at war. Was that poetic? I tried to make it dramatic. Uh, I hope it was good. Anyways, I think this situation is very interesting. I think we can learn a lot from it. Uh, and I'll definitely be following it myself in the coming, I guess, year or two. There's new stories coming out all the time. But anyways, enough about Disney and Netflix. Let's talk about the news. It's time for the news. So today, Apple announced that starting in 2020, so about a year and a half from now, they will begin using their own Apple-made computer chips and cutting their ties with Intel. And they also made major move moves towards creating their own 4K OLED OLED screens, which started last year when they purchased a big comp big chunk of LG, which is the leading OLED screen maker. The reason they're doing this is because right now they're dependent on Samsung, their biggest rival, for their iPhone screens. Because Samsung is the only company in the world with enough infrastructure to set up and produce millions of screens that are needed to put on iPhones. All of this really shows that Apple fully plans on using their massive cash reserves, their hundreds of billions of dollars in cash, to further create a vertical pseudo-monopoly meaning they're closing the gaps where they have to rely on other companies to make their products work and making everything they sell designed and developed by Apple only. This does two things. One, I mean, it raises their profit margins so they won't be paying massive markups like they do to Samsung right now. Samsung has a massive markup on the OLED screens, which is one of the reasons why the iPhone 10 cost so much. You can actually blame Samsung for that one all of you Samsung lovers out there. Um, and they also won't have to recall their devices because of the screw-ups of other companies, and it's not actually Apple's, or when it's not actually Apple's fault. Like last year, when Intel had a major malfunction in, or not a malfunction, but a vulnerability in their chips. So now that means that they're gonna have more money in more control over everything they sell. It's every company's dream. The other interesting story of the day is that Mozilla, the company that makes, is it Mozilla or Mozilla? I think it's Mozilla. Uh, the company that makes the Firefox browser, they're currently the number two uh, browser in the world behind Chrome, just ahead of Safari. Uh, they said they are developing Firefox Reality which will be the world's first web browser to be used by AR headsets. They want to make the internet and real life seamlessly function together. They don't have a lot of info on exactly everything the browser will do, but some of the rumors and some of the things that I think would be really cool is, for example, if you're wearing AR glasses and walking around and say you're at a museum and you look at a painting, it will literally, you can like look at the little, look in the corner of your eye and it'll just search up an image search of that painting and it'll give you all the information on it or things like that. Or 
It'll just give you directions or street names as you're walking around or I don't know. It'll do a lot of cool things. They're trying to make the first browser for real life. They want it to seamlessly integrate with your real world to make it easier. Now, what all of that entails, I don't 100% know. They have not really said it, but it will be out pretty soon, they say. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new. We're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some fire content on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you are not already following us or subscribe on Instagram and YouTube, then go to the show notes, click those links, and follow us there. We are posting content daily, so be sure to check it out. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.